0: Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Jerry Blevins is in the house. We're talking postseason environment, a team draft. It's players only. Mm. Hello and welcome. To talking baseball, the midweek episode. Myself, Trav, BBD, and special guest today, Jerry Blevins, Shea Station, SNY, former Cubs farmhand, Oakland, wow. uh, New York Mets, Nationals. What am I missing? I think I think you nailed it. Yeah, Dayton Flyer. Dayton Flyer. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh wait. Yeah, yeah Frankert Eggs,
0: Little League. You <laughs> want to throw that in there? You know I always do uh jerry thank you for joining us excited to have you you know trev said he always he's always looking for the soft toss and lefty to come out of the pen and here you are so how you doing
2: i'm good i'm good oh for one just so you know trev just a reminder oh for one uh i'm great man i'm honored this is the mothership you guys called me up i feel i feel uh grateful to be here on the best show on podcasts on baseball man i'm honored
0: we uh we love you, Jerry. We're going to have some fun today. I know Trev's got questions for you uh, and a little draft ended. Speaking of, Trevor Plouffe out on the left coast getting ready for his big camping trip. Oh, yeah. Looking like a John Boy media model today. Both of you are. What's up, Trev? I got the bat,
3: too. You know, I was going to start the show off today, Jake, with like a little bunting um, drill, you know, teaching the people of the importance of it. But you know what? Jerry's on. I feel like I just want to shower him with compliments. So maybe that's yeah. what I'm going to do for the next five minutes. If everyone just turns their mic off. Jerry, you look great. Yeah. Oh, thank you, and sir. And look at us being company men. Yes, uh, you're messing that up a little bit. But you're you're a Yankee today. I think you're going to the game. Is that yeah, correct?
0: Sure am. Trying to... Man, there's you, some
3: fun things happening in New York. I think we're going to talk about that
0: today. If Aaron Judge hits three home runs today, he has, while we record this, that would be 62. Um. <laughs> he hit two home runs his last game, so I don't know. I uh, I told Jerry before this I'm playing a dangerous game. I'm going, I'm going tonight. I'm going Thursday and I'm going Sunday. So if Judge hits homers on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to be a sad panda. Uh, if I can catch a little bit of the history, uh, I will be excited for that. And Jerry Blevins, there was also did I see some champagne in the Mets? in the Mets locker room
2: you did subdued celebration they clinched the first playoff berth since 2016 Uh, I love it man this is a veteran group you saw Scherzer he's like look these don't come around very often obviously we have bigger plans but this is a celebration because we are making the playoffs one way or the other Uh, so it was nice to see great for Mets fans I, I loved my partner Jolly Olive Uh, how excited he was he showed a picture of babyface jolly on twitter the last time the mets were in the playoffs Uh, great time to be a mets fan an awesome baseball team to watch every day Uh, so the postseason is where it's at what it's all about so it's cool to see
0: and jerry you mentioned that uh that 2016 last time the mets were in the playoffs and you know because you were there you were, uh,
2: I was there. I got to witness the, uh, Connor Gillespie home run in the ninth, just brutal. Uh, we got Madison Bubgarnered. garnered. Um, uh, but yeah, man, I was a part of that 16 team. Uh, and then we were really bad at 18. So it was nice to remember people forget 18, but they remember 16.
0: <laughs> and yeah, you're right. That, that picture of jolly, man, that was, uh, a, sometimes I forget how young some of the people that work here are. Um, we, uh, we, <laughs> we, true. I was making fun of, uh, Jimmy's little brother, Luke, uh, sales, Luke, formerly intern Luke. Uh, cause we were talking about, we originally, we made a judge shirt in 2017 that, uh, it, we, we wanted to make it like a concert shirt. Like no, when you see all the concerts and it's got the dates on the back, we did that with judges homers. It was like a badass shirt. It was like, uh, I think Jimmy. Jimmy really emptied his tank on that one because he wasn't so good at design at the time, but he went heart and soul into it as he does with everything. Um, and I was like, I made a joke. I was like, yeah, I think Luke was like 14 when we made that shirt. And everyone kind of paused for a second. And Luke was like, oh, 17. And I was like, shit. I was like, God <laughs> damn it. I thought that was going to be like uh, uh, Luke. Luke was young. Uh, and then it was like too accurate. So... Um, I was happy to see, yeah, was that a prom picture of Jolly Olive? The Mets hadn't been to the dance since then.
2: Uh, I love the, he rocked a bow tie. I've been known to have a bow tie every once in a while. So it was a good look for him.
0: Trev, I know you have some questions from Jerry and I mentioned Jerry was on that 2016 wildcard roster. And I knew that cause I looked at Jerry's LinkedIn, um, or baseball reference. Baseball reference is the LinkedIn for baseball players. Um, Uh, again, so for me, Jerry and Trev, but, uh, LinkedIn, if you're not looking for pro ball players, it is the best place to find potential job candidates. We use it. Uh, every time we've had a job post and we throw it on LinkedIn, we've hired a bunch of people from LinkedIn. I tell people, if you want to add me on LinkedIn, absolutely do it. I'd say once every two weeks, I just accept every invite and we are LinkedIn friends forever. Um, So whether you're hiring, whether you're looking for a job, LinkedIn, it's basically known as the one. Like know how there's there's brands of stuff. Like I think Q-tip, like that's not actually the the name of it, but because the brand is so popular, like they won. That's basically LinkedIn for jobs. Kleenex, like LinkedIn is that. So whether you're hiring or whether you're looking to be hired, go check out LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash talking. Post your job for free. So if you're looking for candidates, that's a pretty affordable way to do it, huh? That's linkedin.com slash talking to post your job for free. Trev?
3: You know, a couple different things that I wanted to get started with, mostly centering around the playoffs. Jerry, you're a guy with a zero ERA in the playoffs. Whoops. Never get up a run in the playoffs. That's just how you roll. Um... With the addition of the wild cards and all these things, I love the I love the fact that you mentioned earlier a subdued celebration Now we have to have different levels of these champagne celebrations because I mean, if you're the Dodgers and you clinch a playoff spot, you're like okay we we know it's like we wanna clinch the number one seed, so it's like they I think at first they did like a little clink of the glasses, like a little toast, and then it's the shower, and then like when you do the division or whatever, the number one spot you can go. You go ham. How were your, how were your celebrations? You, you were in in 12 and 14, then you were on the 16 team too. How many celebrations did you get? And do you have so one? In,
2: in 12, so I made the playoffs 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. So five, oh, five name. years in a row, the 12 one was amazing. We were with the Oakland A's in 12. We chased down the uh, Texas Rangers on the last game of the season but the day before we clinched the playoff spot that was the first year they expanded the playoffs so we had a really good celebration but we knew we had one more game to go so we double celebrated the next day uh tons of champagne in the eye everyone is amazing every time you you clinch the division it's it's special the subdued ones are the the wild card because you're you feel like there's unfinished business so like in 16 that we were kind of coming off the world series in 15 we were a little bit disappointed, so we were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go," and we celebrated, and it wasn't like anything, but it was still a moment. And so, uh, those were only one game, and you're done. So that season ended, you know, rapid. Yeah. But uh, the the champagne is the real deal. The worst pain for the best reason in your life.
3: <laughs> I love it, man. I only I only did it once, in in uh, at least at the MLB le- level. I did it a few times in the minor leagues and pro ball. Uh, but dude, yeah, you're right. It's the best. There's nothing better than that. I had a great night, late night, Minneapolis after the celebration. My Sneaky, goodness. I knew awesome I was playing town. the next game too. I told I mean, I was a scrub, so I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be in the lineup tomorrow.
2: You yeah, probably, probably got a couple of knocks, feeling good, relaxed.
3: I think I did get a knock. You're right. Uh, but leading into like what I really want to talk to you about, because I love champagne, but let's talk some, some ball here. We have some teams kind of like, fighting for their spot whether it's um you know a seed in the wild card whether it's the, the division um and we're hearing like kind of different things about the clubhouses like the Mets have been praised all year long for like their clubhouse and that's been you know in the media's eyes I'm not sure if it's really that way but uh the clubhouse has been a major difference from like what they did last year into what they did this year obviously they added a bunch of players too um were you like a fan of teams that kind of kept it business like during these moments or are you a guy like the guardian saying we're just having fun and they want to keep it as loose as possible. I'm I'm sure you've been through both of those scenarios. Like what's, what do you think is better?
2: Yeah. So uh, I've been through both extremes. I like where the Mets are. Um, It's kind of in the middle so they're fun they got a bunch of really like fun guys to just be around so they stay loose but they also have focus they're also like hey we have a job to do every day you can have your fun as long as you are locked in and and ready to go so you know with guys like scherzer who sets the tone this guy has done everything in baseball he shows up every day out tries to outwork everybody Uh, that's contagious. You have a guy like Eduardo Escobar out there. So I I appreciated the looseness that we had in Oakland. Um, It was really business-like, but we were super loose. We hadn't been there before when it got to the playoffs. And so we were a little bit shell-shocked. We kind of lost our identity. So I think too loose is a thing. Um, And then you don't want to be too business-like because you lose the fun of the game on why you're playing it there. You know, one thing that I think about the Yankees, they were so spoiled because it's you either win the world series or it's a bust of a year. So you forget that there's fun in playing baseball. And so you go about just doing one thing, trying to avoid losses. So I, I like the the mix of both. You're there to win, but you're also there to have fun. And that's kind of what got you to the dance in the first place.
3: Yeah. We, t- we talked about the Mets clubhouse. You know, I think you hit, hit it right there with Scherzer. Like you have guys like, um, know Escobar he's brings the vibe every single day like he's the fun the spark plug you know you have some other guys like that but here's Scherzer at the top and yeah he can have fun too but he's like hey guys like he's the one that's gonna say let's have fun but there's a lot left to do so I, I like the Mets in that regard and that's crazy it's like what a change from just from one year man and that's uh it's different from like everything I read about the Guardians it's like hey we're here. We're having fun. We're trying to stay loose, and I think that is kind of like what you're talking about with like the younger teams. It can be so, it can be so um, daunting and like scary that you just kind of have to avoid that nervous feeling and kind of and and play a little bit looser. I think that's kind of the reason they're doing that.
2: Yeah. I, well, one thing with the Guardians is they're led by Tito, and Tito's done everything as well in the game, and so he understands that his young team that young clubhouse needs to feel relaxed but he's also yeah. going to keep them focused so uh, i have no problem with tito and, and what they're doing he understands the identity that's the key just remain who you are how what it what it took to get there and hopefully you've got some veteran presence in that playing uh from the player side that can show those guys hey this is how you got to do it because the lights are the brightest In the playoffs, all of your routines that you go through during the year, they're a little bit thrown off because you have so many different things you have to do from interviews, um, TV, you have to do the the national anthems at a different time. There's just everything is a little bit disrupted. And if you have a leader like Scherzer there, uh, that can say, hey, this is what you need to do to make up for those changes. Because baseball, as you know, Trev, as you know, Jake, the the, uh, players only here. It's a grind of a season, so you fall into these routines based based mostly upon time before game. And so when that gets disrupted, sometimes it throws guys off. You saw Garrett Cole and how much that affected him when the national anthem was like seven minutes later. Uh, it can have an effect. So when you have a guy to be like, hey, look, these are things to expect, you can just go out there and play baseball.
0: My guy Garrett yelling at Billy Crystal. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Garrett, Yankee fans – Yankee fans love you. Uh, He's actually, he's won won a a lot of us over with his press conferences this year. He's obviously so good of a pitcher that we grade him on a very different scale than everyone else. But yeah, it was kind of like Garrett. I don't know know what you think's going on here. People are still going to be on Billy Crystal's side. Um, And the only thing running through my head, uh, because yeah, you know, it is players only, but you guys do. I I didn't pop the bottles with the boys. um, Was you have to lean into your identity in that moment. Like, you know, I'm picturing, I forget if it was the COVID year or if it was 2021, the Yankees, they originally clinched and they did like a champagne toast Um, and it was very much the Yankees. I mean, I, I think they were in like, I want to say, I think it was the COVID season because I think they were in Buffalo. So they were in like the conference room of the hotel and did like a champagne toast, and it's like if you told me that this year's Guardians did something like that, I'd be like, get out of here! I want, I want Naylor spraying everyone with champagne. I want guys, I want those young guys losing their mind because that's who they are. And and when they come into the playoffs this year, which uh, we'll be talking about them a little bit in our playoff team draft coming up, is. You know those guys better play with their hair on fire. I don't care if they run into my Yanks, Astros, whoever in the wild card round or whatever. Like those guys better leave it all out there. Cause why wouldn't you? They're a bunch of kids. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna take them down, like go out how you have all year. And it was a great point about Tito Jerry. Like that guy's seen it all, and he's gonna he'd be the first to probably tell those guys like rip it up tonight. You earned it
2: absolutely yeah he's the guy he's the guy to be like hey stay loose stay yourself if you want to play loud music at a certain point don't change who you are now this is why we're good and that's the same way with with max scherzer he's the guy leading the way when he's spraying champagne in, in each other's faces that's when the young guys are like okay cool we can do the same thing so uh it's all about like guys that have been there guys that have been around keep your identity understand that there's still baseball to be won and uh just enjoy the moment because, you know, for Trev, who had uh, a really great career, a long career, to only have, you know, uh, never played in the playoffs, like, it's hard. You, It's a lucky thing to be a part of a good team. You never know. Uh, it's, it's a team game, so as good as you are, look at what Mike Trout has done. You know what I mean? And so enjoy the moments because they're few and far
3: between. A hundred percent. I wonder how much that, like, uh, playoff experience is going to come into play, like, this postseason. So we have some teams that really haven't been there. You could talk about the Mariners, although you know obviously they have players that have played in the postseason. But for the most part, it's a pretty young team. Guardians the same way. It's like, are they going to be shell shocked? I know that's one thing. That's kind of like a, um, as Jake likes to say, lamestream media topic. But it's true. I mean, it's a different brand of baseball. Like you're saying, the routines are disrupted. But also, I mean, it's a massive stage where every play is magnified. Like. We we talk about it on this show. We love covering the playoffs because it's like you can get hyper specific because you're only watching, you know, three or four games, and that like you can like really you know, like hone in on things. And I think sometimes that could be overwhelming for guys. Um, but I'm I'm like that's one of the things I love to watch is what what dudes aren't affected by it, and you can almost tell the guys. Like I always said, like Eddie Rosario, from the day I met this dude, he doesn't give a shit what. Scenario he is in at the plate doesn't matter, there's not a situation that's too big, doesn't mean he's gonna, hit, gonna get a hit, but he's up there with confidence. I love seeing that. I love the guys because that's 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 a separator at the big league level, being able to handle big moments. Like, I know we don't have a clutch stat, and I know we can't really quantify it, but there is something to be said about a guy with a slow heart rate in those moments.
2: Could I couldn't like, agree more, really Trev? Is. And that's that's something that I prided myself on. And and this is, these are the words that I used as like a veteran guy that passed it on to the, some of the bullpen guys and even some of the, the position players. I always talked about like when you're a little kid and you're dreaming about being in the big leagues, what are you thinking about? I was always thinking about facing Ken Griffey Jr. Bottom of the ninth game on the line bases loaded. You're up by one and that's the moment. And so when I got out there during the playoffs, I was like, dude, I've been in bigger situations than this. And I think about all those moments where you're like, this is why I did all that work. This is why all that preparation, my whole life I'm preparing for this moment. And so I could take a deep breath and be like, all right, this is fun. And I would just take advantage of knowing that the hitter wanted to get a hit way more than he wants to take a walk or a situation like that, whatever the case was. And I always said, look, man, these are the point, these are the moments that you dream of baseball's cumulative over 162. But like you said, there's a clutch gene when the spotlight is on, when it's yes or no, when it's pass fail, who are you in your DNA? Are you a winner? Can you, can you overcome some of that anxiety? And that's where uh, I thrived. I loved when the game was on the line you know, whether it's one at bat, I always called it pass fail. To me, the playoffs is pass fail. You're either going to get the job done or you're not. And those were the moments that got me going the most.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I love, I love that there's a way to combat some of that stuff. Now within all the organizations, like there, there is mental health coaches there that can help guys thrive in these situations. And there's training for those situations. Like I think teams have realized like, Hey, like, that's very important when you are up in these big moments, you have a, at Least have something to fall back on, you know what I mean? So I love it, man. Now I'm equal parts fired up <laughs> and depressed because, <laughs> as we keep referencing, I am uh, I don't have any postseason experience, and that just hurts my soul every time I, I say it out loud. It hurts a little bit, it,
2: yeah. it should, man. I remember, uh, I broke my arm in 2015 and I'm um, rehabbing in Port St. Lucie, and then you know. I refractured it. So my season was done and I'm watching my team, the Mets that year, go to the World Series. I never got to pitch in the World Series, but seeing my teammates, I'm cheering them on and excited and want them to win. But at the same time, I'm like depressed because I'm not a part of it. So I I understand, man. It's it's uh, again, it's out of your control. So, of course, celebrate those moments with some champagne when you can get that sting in your eye. It's worth it.
0: And it's it's the it's the beauty of the playoffs in a way cuz Trev you know you would have been a postseason stud. I mean with that kind of juice and relievers getting shaky knees out there. I mean, we we've already covered that. Jerry, I I I love it. I love hearing that from you cuz I I I think of the word cerebral when I when I think of Jerry Blevins and it you're the only person that I use that word with cuz I I'm pretty sure I use it right. Um and he, I I like that that's you in the postseason is pass-fail. That's a great way to look at it Um, because it's true, right? Like, you get the job done or you didn't. And it's what can you really do in those moments? It's like being prepared for a test or a quiz. Like, you have put all the work in that season, slash your entire life to get there, so you might as well trust it now. Uh, And then at the same time, I do, uh, the next time we talk to uh, Brother Pete, Peter Moylan, uh, Cause there's a couple ways to skin the cat, right? I could see Peter Moylan kind of, and you know, there's some Aussie stereotypes in there. But Peter Moylan going, "Fuck yeah, man! I'm in the NLDS. Like I'm, I'm gonna be hype, and I'm gonna drive this home." Which, hey, how, however you skin that cat, good. Uh, but you definitely see uh, the the joking phrase that I've now used with my buddies when uh, you know I go to a lot of weddings, some bachelor parties that you know those sometimes that Friday night gets a little gets a little rowdy. The joke I always say is the game starts moving real fast. Uh kind of like when you're talking about quarterbacks in, in the NFL or whatever it is, or if a late night starts getting late on you. Man, you're so right, Trev, when when we watch that first playoff game in Seattle, if if we get that or when the Roger Center is rocking and if you're if you botch a ball and that next ball is at you, oh that's uh that's not something you can prepare for, man. But that's what I'm talking about. So like Again,
3: no post experience. Fucking sweet, bro. <laughs> but I played in big games or, you know, been in the race. And, like, that's the thing that you have to figure out is you have, like, a little bit of extra adrenaline. Like, y- y- your T levels are spiking. Like, because at that level, everyone's got a little dog in them. So, like... Mm. Here comes the fight and here, like everything just gets intensified, you know? So you have to be able to control that. And then like, you have to realize that that person that you're playing against has got the same thing. They got a little juice. So maybe there's a little extra life today, or maybe that ball that he smoked is coming a little bit harder at you. And it's just, how do you answer that? And I love that 162 games, most likely, most likely, and I really hope this happens most likely it's going to come down to the last day of the season and all those 161 games you played before your your entire season is going to be on one motherfucking game. A single mistake can change the whole season and it's like I love baseball because of that. There's so we talk about our regular season and like you know, it's so long and it separates people and then you get down and it's one it's one game and in and in baseball anything can happen in one game and I'm starting to get romantic about ball again, man.
2: Mm. You we'll should, it. man. Baseball <laughs> is romantic. It's a it's a long game. This it's different, man. It's not just there's a little bit of everything, it's a long marathon, but also then it comes down to it. You gotta do it in the moment. So there's there's people that have made their entire persona off of that one moment guys that are world series heroes or game 162 guys that weren't great baseball players but they come in and have a big spot and they never have to pay for a drink in that city ever again because they came up clutch in that one moment it is romantic i love baseball i just got chills
0: Mm. 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 a lot of a lot of blood flowing right now uh (laughs) and if you have your blood flowing uh and maybe your blood's flowing but you're you're shooting your wad a little quickly. that mm, happens. Roman swipes, maybe for you. You're right, Trev. Uh, there's a lot of people that deal with this. And if you're listening to this and you're one of those people, what would you rather do? Would you rather address it? Would you rather try something that is proven in 2019 to help you last four times longer? What? That could be big. That could be really big.
3: Four hours? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen that's disgusting you don't don't have sex for an hour people come on remove the disposable swipe from its discreet pocket-sized pack wipe on the most sensitive parts of your penis and when used as directed roman swipes leave no scent or taste um hello depending what you're doing in there all swipes orders include free two day shipping, arrived in unmarked packaging. Try the swipes today with a special offer for our listeners. Twenty percent off your first order with getroman.com slash talkin' today. That's getroman.com slash talkin'. Twenty percent off. Um Jerry, I did we I want to do the broadcasting thing quick with you because you are now uh you're a man in the booth. I, I you know. Networks are clamoring for me and Trev to get in there. Um, And it's an important topic. As I set that up, I'm going to derail it for a second because there's two things I need to address right now. One... For those that aren't going to look at your baseball reference, seven innings in the playoffs, zero earned runs, only one hit. I mean, oh, I can tell
2: you about that hit, dude.
0: Slang that mm. big
2: thing Prince around. Fielder, Prince Fielder <laughs> bloop right over second base. It still haunts me, like a uh, sky high one. I turned around, I was like, "That's going to get caught." Landed like right behind second base in no man's land. Still hate it.
0: I mean, that's that's badass, dude. That's forever. Congrats. I will taste you. Awesome. And then I got to know, as we just talked about the different emotions of the playoffs and stuff, I guess of those playoff memories, what jumps out? Because, dude, you pitched in the 12th inning of a playoff game. Like, does, does that come to the forefront? Or when I say of your six playoff appearances, I guess where does your brain jump first? Uh, my brain
2: probably jumps to the 2014 season um, with the Nationals. We were, you know, supposed to win. We ran into Bumgarner our offense didn't do much outside of Bryce Harper who played Bryce Harper is when the lights are on that guy performs yeah. big time uh but I came in in relief once for Strasburg in a big moment and threw up a zero and then I did it uh in game 5 at San Francisco game 4 game 5 the last game we played uh with runners on and and pitched a couple of innings so um those are the ones that stick out the most uh they're they're all really meaningful I I remember them all I'm not a like Remember every pitch I've ever thrown, kind of guy. There's some players out there that know everything, uh, but I remember basically every pitch I threw in every postseason.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah, those not again not hashing old wounds. I mean, those three games you pitched in, you did you did your job. Not saying other people didn't. That all one run losses, which I mean, that's baseball is a pretty sick sport in that way, huh? Um, yeah,
2: you remember, there's one, yeah. we played 18 ga- eighteen innings at home in Washington, Uh, and Brandon Belt hit a home run in the 18th to win it by one, and that was a long, lonely flight uh, uh, from D.C. to San Francisco, that was like, how do you turn that off, it's like four in the morning, you're yeah. flying across the country, that was a tough one, yeah, those we were a really good team, set up to do some wonderful things, and that that's baseball, man, you get beat sometimes.
0: Jeez. And and the other thing I want to ask you quick, and if if you don't have one, I'm sorry because I'm I'm putting you on the spot. We you mentioned Francona as the leader of the Guardians, and it just makes sense. I mean, he's baseball royalty to a degree. He's he's Terry Francona. Like he he is who he is. You mentioned Scherzer, and you know, obviously Buck is there too. I, I was just curious, do you have any Scherzer anecdotes for this year? Because we have such an image of this guy, you know, he he breaks the bank again. Good. He like you know for the players. He represents the players during the lockout. He's not like a necessarily your swag guy. We've seen some Scherzer outfits. He's clearly a work ethic king. He's currently obviously a guy that the pe- the dudes respect. Um, so I was just wondering if you've caught uh, any Scherzer anecdotes this year that it's like he's that dude.
2: Uh, I can't I can't think of anything specifically, but he really is. He's a fun guy to be around in the clubhouse. He's self-deprecating. He's not afraid to get on you. He's, he's funny. He's the most competitive guy in that clubhouse. He's You talk about when the lights are on. Harper, he's one of those guys. Like He's not the best golfer, but if he's out there on the course with you, I've seen him. He will get into your head if you're a scratch guy. And there's a putt on the line. He will talk shit to you until you miss that putt. And if he's got a 15 footer, even though nine times out of 10, he's not going to make that putt when he makes it to win some skins and he needs it, he's going to sink that putt. Like he's just yeah. a clutch human being, uh, a fun group. Yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things from the guys in the clubhouse about just having him around every day.
0: I love it. I love it. I think he's uh I think it just feels like Max Scherzer is the guy you kind of want him to be, um, at, at least from for those of us outside the realm. Uh, Jerry, you had a tweet, I think it was this morning, uh, that was on this topic, and you sounded like you had an eye-opening experience a little bit because Trevor, Jimmy, and I, we've talked about this before, how the playoff broadcast boots, and, and normally... It kind of seems like whiny people on the internet, right? I mean, that's that's a, a lot of times it is. And sometimes I'm one of those whiny people. Baseball has an easy, well, excuse me. There is a solution to the answer. Getting there is probably not as easy as we'd like to think in our heads. But the booths in playoff games, and I, I'd like us to kind of land on a consensus here because I will bring up my Yankee predicament, but Kicking out the booths of the home teams or either teams in the postseason is one of baseball's biggest misses right now.
2: I agree, man. You know, uh, when you're playing, you don't think about, you know, the broadcast booth. So there's there's two sides to this. So the Mets, whom, you know, I obviously cover, um, their radio is, you know, one of the best in the world with Howie Rose and Wayne Randazzo. Those, the radio guys get to do their yeah. job. It's the TV guys, uh, guys and girls. Their broadcast, they don't get to do it. They've they've grinded with this team sometimes for a long, long time without making the playoffs. They've been with this specific team for the entire – they travel with the team, and then the playoffs come, and the fruits of your labor are about to be there, and they have to take a sideline to the national broadcast. It is kind of cruel, and, and uh, having become on this side of things – I, I feel for, you know, specifically the Mets guys, Gary, Keith, and Ron, Steve yeah. Gelbs, all the SNY producers, directors, camera people that have invested so much and they've done a great job all season, too, to, to just basically say beat it. That's that's tough.
3: There's just really no way around it though, right? I mean, you're paying big money to host these postseason uh games, and then you can have like a simulcast where you have like an alternate channel so each team gets the broadcast because you can't just have the home team have the broadcast because right. then you're the if you're a fan of the other team there's no way you want to listen to that so it's like i guess there's really no way around it but it does now that you think about it, the radio guys get to continue to do it that's awesome for them but yeah it's uh it's interesting but is there a system to where it could work
0: that's uh, that's what's been circling in my head all day and i the dream scenario and the one that actually gets me into more trouble would be, I think you have a national guy, you have a Buck or a Davis who who kind of keeps it going, and then I'll use Mets-Yankees for an example. Do you have Conan Darling or, or something like that? But then that gets tricky because now I'm kicking out Michael Kay, who's a dude I love and is fantastic on the calls. Um, I think the fear is that like it would lead to bickering in the booth because that's one of our biggest things as fans. I think that would be incredible. I mean, could you imagine if you have... Two opposing announcers, kind of like not chopping each other down, but being, you know, trying to set the record straight about their team. So uh, I don't know, Trey, You mentioned the if if those teams could broadcast their games locally still and still have a national draw. I mean, you're losing from national money. Yeah, you, which you can't do that. That's yeah. never going to happen. So I don't know. I, I was going to see if you guys had any creative solutions.
2: I know the – so for one game, the Apple TV they had on the West Coast, it was the Mets versus the Angels. They brought in Wayne Randazzo, who's one of the radio guys for the Mets, to run host, and then they had, like, their personalities. I think it was um, Hunter Pence uh, was one of the personalities. But that was nice because they had somebody there familiar with the team leading the show – but even that couldn't really work because then you you miss out on you know the big money for Joe Buck and those guys to do the national broadcast. So I, I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that the booths, the TV people, the personalities for all the teams that make the playoffs get the cold shoulder. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow.
0: I have a solution. Yes. Okay.
3: because People complain about who is in the booth. That's what we're talking right. about now. Like you, you get so used to having people that you like, and then also the national broadcast. There's been people there in that in those positions that you know, just look on social media like they don't get rave reviews. I mean, I know certain people do like them, but I think networks need to do a the best job that they can do at finding the best people, and it shouldn't be like legacy type. I'm not saying Joe Buck. I'm just saying like it shouldn't be like, hey, you had the job last year, you're gonna have it for the next five, six, seven years, which just kind of seems like what it is. Like we should make sure we're finding the best people. And like I don't know if they necessarily always do that. It gets
0: really tricky. I mean, I,
3: I it, guess that's all relative to who the, who the best
0: Right. Is. And that's in my head, the best solution would be, Hey, if we could tell those, and again, maybe, maybe we'll get on some people's shit list with this, but if you tell those big national broadcasts, like, Hey, you know, Joe puck, who I think you got to pay him a pretty shekel per broadcast. <laughs> Like, if, if it was a, a Michael K or whoever your team's broadcaster is, if they almost advance with the team, um, I don't know. I, I, it's it, That becomes kind of a sick system, too, because then, <laughs> I don't know. You get, are people jumping ship because they're like, hey, the... The, uh, who's got a good young core. The Mariners look really good. Is does someone, does book like leave the Cubs <laughs> to go to the Mariners for three? Or, I don't know. That would, that turns into broadcaster roulette a little bit, but, um, I, it feels like there's somewhere in there. There's an advantage for baseball that other sports don't have because of its regionality that if they can tap into it the right way, it, it feels like that's th- there's a win there. I don't know how we get there.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure the answer. I do know what sparked it for me was we were, I was having a conversation and somebody mentioned like, yeah, it sucks for Gary Cohen because he's had all these Mets moments, the great calls that you hear, and all of a sudden he doesn't get a, get to call it in the biggest moments, the, you know, signature phrases that you've grown to love in your own fan bases, that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, Michael K has has so many calls that you just, you know, if Judge hits a, an amazing home run for 62, he's going to have a moment. But in the playoffs, in Game 7 of the World Series, it's going to be somebody else. Like, it's wild to me. I Again, I don't know the answer. Baseball's in a unique position because nobody watches a regional broadcast of your football team. You know, it's always you know, for the most part, it's, you're going to watch a national broadcast. You're going to see Troy Aikman or, right. you know, whoever the case may be. Uh, But baseball is different, man.
3: I mean, why not do you have your booth and then each team, not a sideline reporter, but and maybe like an extra color guy that they'll break to if they want you to talk about your specific team. I think that works. And then you're taking work away from Ken, the Ken Rosenthal's and all those guys. But I think people would enjoy like their own people talking about their team. I think maybe that's one way we
0: work around it. I don't know. I'm full of ideas today. I love <laughs> it. Some good, some bad. Just throw them out there. Story of talking baseball. Um, and yeah, Trev, I know you talked about it on baseball today a little bit. Uh, with, uh, you know, judges' potential historic call coming up, um, they are on Fox Thursday. They're on Apple TV Friday and they're on ESPN Sunday. So, you know, all that talk, I, I know there's obviously heavy layers to it, but like you said, I mean, with the opportunity to call a moment like that and it's taken away from you potentially. Cause that's the, I don't, it's nuts.
2: Can I, can I tell you something? So hold on. You okay. had a bat earlier. This is, this is behind me at all times. This is my one knock in the show. Yep. So the only regret I have about my knock in the show is that it was a Facebook live game. And I didn't, the call, it was brutal because they cut back to something. And so it sucked for me too. I actually haven't heard the radio call, but I'm sure Howie Rose crushed it. I'm going to have to get on those guys and send it over to me. But it's a legit like, oh, because nobody understood the context of freaking Jerry Blevins uh, getting a knock. They were like, and he gets a hit. Like he didn't give a shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he's two way. He played at Dayton. I guess
2: fire. <laughs> hey, I, I hit fire. 500 that year. <laughs> that's really that's 250 career hitter in the show. Whoops. Never swung and missed in four at bats. No big deal. Wow. Fouled the ball off my shin. Almost retired on the spot. <laughs> that shit
3: hurts, Trev. That it. hurts. Yeah, it's, it's, that's you so guys good. are tough.
0: Comes with the. Well, everyone knows that.
3: I I let the people on this show know about position players. Good god.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Uh, and me the starting pitchers. DraftKings Sportsbook football season is here. Uh, I know Jerry's a Bengals guy. They've gotten off to a a little ooh. And uh, Trev and I, we've been doing the John Boy Media. Uh, We got a little pick'em league going this year, and uh, you know. Poppy got on the board last week. I, Trav, did you? I'm one and one. Okay, same. And that's fine. And that's fine. Uh, at DraftKings, you can now bet $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do their, their same game parlays, those are a lot of fun. They ra- lay it out real easy to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code JOHNBOY, only a DraftKings Sportsbook, and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, boys, let's do a high and tight draft-a-roo like Jerry Blevins' new haircut. Not many people can do the high and tight to the flow it's nice. like yourself, Jerry. That's... That's not bad, my man.
2: Thank you, sir. I, I don't have everything, but I got a good head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh,
0: we want to do something fun. It's talking baseball, uh, and I was overthinking it and underthinking it, and we decided we're going to try something and see where it lands. Uh, me, Jerry, and Trev with BBD officiating, we are going to draft the playoff teams, and it's a point per win. So... I was trying to do double points for wild card teams. It got too complicated. But there's still going to be value there because say if you pick, say, a Cleveland Guardians team and they were to win their two wild card games and then they were to win a division series and go on to a CS, they still have opportunities to pick up points there uh, without maybe going chalk. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be three rounds or four rounds. Uh, snake draft. in BBD, you were told to pick out a stat for us to kind of play closest to the pin so we could figure Can't out a draft order. Okay. Keep your hands on the table
1: or off the table. Okay. Uh, yes. I picked a stat. Uh, we... Oh, and it went away. So okay. dumb. Uh, give me one second. We're going to the world of our Mariners. Biggest mm-hmm. Mariners pot out there, maybe. Um... Specifically, I've pulled up Big Dumper. Oh, go at the time of recording. He has a certain number of hits on the season, (laughs) closest to Cal Raleigh's hit total. Should we go without going over? Just closest to it.
0: I think it's closest to the pin.
1: Closest to the pin.
0: Cal Raleigh been catching most of the games for the Mariners this year. I'm gonna go. Has, Has answer? Sure. Actually, I want to go last. What's
3: the
2: advantage? Yeah, right. Sure. We
0: should we should all say them at the same time because okay. otherwise. Do we
2: write them down? Yeah, yes. do a write down. You have a reveal. pen? Does
0: everyone have a pen yep. close? Yep. Okay, I'm writing a mine awesome.
3: down. I Juan Soto card is gonna have a writing on it. Wow, mm. bold. Is
0: that yeah. bad? Not selling that. I don't know. Okay. I'm ready? I got a pen. I'm I am ready. Answer is. Hold on. And you can. Okay. Trevor Plouffe is writing his down. Ready? All right. In three, two,
2: one. Oh, you can't see mine. I can't see mine. Oh, we're close.
0: I'm. Oh, fuck. oh, I'm 81. You guys are 109 and 112. So we're Jake close. is closest <laughs> to the
1: pin. Uh, Cat Rally has 69 hits this year. Oh, uh-huh. oh, I got it. Way
0: yeah, off. yeah. First. Um, I. That's pressure. I will choose yes. to take the wraparound pick. I want to so take, the, take three, the three, three, four. four. Yeah. Oh, um, what? I thought
3: this was just the order we're going.
0: I think you get to select pick. your pick. That's traditionally Picking how we've done back. it.
2: Pick to pick?
3: Okay. Jerry, you want one or two? I'll, I'll take one. Okay.
2: Trevor, that's
0: easy for me. I don't even have to make a pick. You're the smart pick. You are the sandwich man. Well, with that, Jerry Blevins, first pick in the draft.
2: Okay. Uh, I am going to go. I want more games because we get points per game one. So I want a division or a team that's in the wild card with more opportunity. I'm going to go in the NL East, and I'm going to take the Atlanta Braves. Okay, I think they have the setup to win the most games, so that's who I'm going with.
3: You're, you're banishing the Braves already to the wild card? I
2: am not. I am not. I know that they're either going to win the division or the wild card. I just took the the standings for today. They're only one game out, so they're either going to win the division or be in the wild card, and I like yeah. their setup either way.
0: You heard it here first, people. I Gary lo- I Blevins. I was wondering how the NL East teams would go because we still don't know how that sorts out, so you got – that's kind of a win-win, right? If the Braves win the division, all right? Go get it Atlanta, run it back, or if they're in that wild card, more opportunity for points. I uh wow. Well, well, all the Mets fans will be mad at you, especially if we make a graphic about that's this. That's fair. But, you
2: know, this is I'm about winning, and if it picks a uh, picking a rival, that's I played for the Braves too. I like right. the Braves. Peter Moylan's one of the best humans on the planet.
0: Uh, I love that guy. Okay. Top top billion. Uh Trev, you have the second pick.
3: I'm going with the best team in baseball. I, I think well, you can you can get a maximum two wins on them if you're in the wild card. I think they're two wins better than most of these teams. So I'm going the LA
0: Dodgers. Wow, LA pick from the LA boy. People call you the LA boy. <laughs> no. no, no, okay, Castaic boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. I have the wraparound. I will be taking. <sighs> I unfortunately think on this side of the bracket, <laughs> they have the easiest chance for the most wins. <laughs> Just like Jerry, I will make some fans. I'll take the Houston Astros. Um, I just, unless my Yanks figure it out, they might just waltz into the World Series. Um, and with that, I want to play both sides of the card. Uh, and I will take the New York Mets. I, I, think the, I think the Mets and the Braves were good selections for the reason Jerry, uh, and I mentioned with Jerry, for the Braves. Um, I mean, both of those teams are
1: stacked. Stacked.
0: Uh, the fact that one of them is going to be out early is insane to me, but um, I'll take Astros Mets all day. Not bad. I think,
3: see now I'm, I'm happy because you said I'm going to play both sides of the card. Mm. I thought you were going with my St. Louis Cardinals. I want them because they are going to be in a wild. Okay, card. They will be in a wild card series. And I believe out of those teams, like they have one of the better chance. I, I like their roster overall. I think they can get to the World Series, so Cardinals it is for me. Ooh, so I have two picks. One, I'm a little sad that you took the Mets
2: here. Sure. I was sad. I thought they would fall to me because you'd have to pick a team uh, Name the Yankees. Mm. Uh, so I have two, so I'm a little bit thrown off here. I've got a couple of ways to go. I want to take... The Phillies.
3: Ooh. They might not be in the
2: playoffs. I know, <laughs> and it's a big. It's based off Zach Wheeler's health, who pitches tonight. Mm. Uh gosh, that's a tough one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll the dice. I'm gonna take the the Phillies as my first pick, and I'm gonna take the Yankees. As the the safeguard on my next pick,
0: jeez, the Phillies I, draft picks are a risky play around. Here. Yeah, BBD BBD's been hurt by the
1: Phillies before.
2: Well, uh, you know Zach Wheeler, and you've got uh, <laughs> Nola, and then you have Bryce Harper. You have um, Kyle Schwarber, who's going to hit forty this year. Yeah. JT Real Muto is Back. underrated all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh they they can mash, man. But and if they pitch and hit at the same time, you can't you can't beat that. But they gotta get in. <laughs>
0: they just gotta dance. Uh Tre- Treviello.
3: I'm between two teams right now.
0: Sure. And I, lo- I love I love That's the team. Yanks. Love the Yanks pick, Jerry. I mean, if they in. In, in two weeks, we could like that team a lot more than I, I think we currently do, but it's a little wait and see.
3: I have Toronto as like kind of my team that could just go in and bully people if they just get hot. Um but I'm looking at Seattle and like they have the pitching, they have the they have they have everything. They're also kind of a complete roster. They're kind of banged up right now. So it's the only reason why I'm I'm thinking about that. And and are they gonna be shell-shocked by the playoffs? Like I guess. Are they gonna be the just happy to be there? Too. Yeah. You can say something about Toronto too,
0: right? I mean, this year's supposed to be the movie, so
3: I'm taking Toronto.
0: Okay. Trevor's I'm taking Jay's. Toronto.
3: I think I think that they're gonna get through the wild card. They have Manoa, Gossman. And Stripling, I think will probably be three. They'll decide between him and Barrios. Gosh, this is tough. I'm changing my pick. Okay, <laughs> I hate my team. I'm staying with Toronto, baby. Let's go Blue! <laughs> wow, exuding. I'm confidence. just scared. I'm scared of see. C- I'm scared of Seattle uh, being a little bit banged up. Um, I don't want to go with one of the other teams in the NL wild card because, like, who knows what's going to happen there? Do I have to take the brewer the bre- the Brewers? Right, like.
0: You do whatever you want. Is your pick If done? they're in, do I automatically get the Brewers? Uh, it's a risk you take. All right. Trevor has the Dodgers cards and Jays. Uh, I will be taking my third. And my final pick, Um, there's one team that I, <sighs> mentally I haven't been able to shake this year Um, just because I love their starting pitching so damn much in a short playoff series, they can do it. I will take the San Diego Padres, again, if they make the playoffs, but hopefully they can, uh, uh, if they are, I just love their starting pitching, and Juan Soto, with a little bit of help, can be enough offensively. Ask, ask the Nats. Um, and then, man, oh, man, I don't love the board. <laughs> um Screw it. I'll take the Mariners. I, I think the Jays and them are different versions of each other. Uh, if they could feed off that crowd and teams hate flying up there. Um, oh. Why not? Why not? Uh, all so right.
3: Jerry's going to have the interesting choice here at the end. I'm <laughs> glad you picked the Mariners because you know they're going to be in the playoffs. That helps. Yeah. Um, so I'll take the last remaining team that is going to be in the playoffs for sure. And that's the Tampa Bay race.
0: Ooh, oh. Okay.
3: So I'm stuck series. between <laughs> I've got a I've got
2: an interesting choice here. Who's going to win the central and do the Phillies make the playoffs? So we've got Milwaukee breathing down their neck. We've got the Guardians there with the White Sox.
3: Gosh, well, Cle- a- I guess Cleveland is obviously in The
0: Guardians make- are on oh, the board right. and they can win a couple wild card games pretty easily. Yeah, yeah so I actually
3: for the playoffs almost. Yeah. I like
2: I'm not, I'm going to, I love the guardians. I think they play a really fun brand of baseball, like the Mets light. Mm. They have some top end and, and Bieber McKenzie's Tristan McKenzie, yeah. friend of the company How about that? Uh, is nasty right now. Uh, they've got a really good bullpen. Class a is incredible at the back end and they don't strike out. Uh, they put pressure on the ball and they play good defense. Uh, I like their style. I've got to see him play live a few times. So I'm definitely going to take the Guardians in my Ohio Roots as my last
0: pick. I almost, almost took the Guardians in that turnaround. I mean, I, I think they can definitely like if they get the Rays, I'm picking them over the Rays in, in the wild card. Um, okay. So Jerry Blevins lands with the Braves, Phillies, Yanks, and Guardians. Trevor plouffe. Dodgers, Cards, Jays, and Rays, myself, Astros, Mets, Padres, and Mariners. Sound off in the comments. I know you are with any draft we do, Uh, so I don't even have to tell you that. But I'm I'm so interested to see where this exercise lands because I... I feel like one of us is going to look like an asshole. It's just which one.
2: I feel like an asshole already <laughs> because I look at my draft. Yeah. I'm like, how did I not get the Mets? I got two yeah. NL East teams. Like, yeah. I hate it, but I do like the prospect of winning. So I hedge. I'll be happy if the Mets win the World Series, and if they don't, I'm going to be happy. Uh, I won this. Yes,
0: Fred how do you feel? One about... of you guys.
3: There's a possibility that you have a team that's not even going to be in the playoffs, and yes. if that's the case the milwaukee will be in the playoffs and i'll be happy about that
0: i thought you'd go milwaukee over your rays i thought you'd take a chance on it trev i still believe that my world
3: series is happening but for <laughs> this exercise it's different you think milwaukee... hey, the start of that it starts tonight i know we're releasing this yeah. on wednesday socks dylan cease need you need to win all three there okay
0: I can't believe I'm still rooting for them in some sort of way. To you be are
3: because it's Cease, then it's Lynn, and then it's Cueto to save the season.
0: Like baseball fans deserve to see Lance Lynn grabbing his biscuits on the mound after going six shutty. Like we, we, we as baseball fans should. We've earned that.
3: And the South Side deserves more credit for their fandom. They're crazy. Okay, when it gets rocking, it's scary there.
0: Jerry, we cannot thank you enough. Um, the lefty out of the pen gets it done again. Can I give a couple shout-outs here? I need you to. So,
2: Shea Station, we just did our last latest episode is our 100th as, hey. as a podcast. Hey, yeah, baby. Big celebrations there. We got a little bit of a getaway, giveaway. Look at Jolly's uh, Twitter. Uh, my partner, Jolly Olive, shout-out to him, Jack, uh, our audio guy. Um Grab the merch. We have some really cool Apple merch, some hats, some all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, shout out to uh, you guys for having me on. This is truly, this is my World Series right now as being on Talking Baseball. I love the show. I'm honored.
0: I mean, Jerry just hits you. He just hits you in the heart. Uh, He just does. He finds a way. Um, You're the best. Hey. hey. Yeah.
3: Mets fans, you're in the playoffs. Go get some
0: playoff gear. They yes, sir. Playoff year, playoff do year. it. Treat treat yourself. Um, we are excited to. Uh, we're going to be streaming for the playoffs. Uh, if the Mets keep rolling, we'll we'll see what happens. But we'll definitely be seeing you at some point, Jerry. Um, Trev. One last thing before are we, we gonna, go. Are we putting something on it this draft? Oh, <laughs> are we talking a show dinner?
2: I'm in for whatever. Are we doing a show dinner
3: sure next time we're all together
0: show dinner
2: all
3: right deal so Thank the you. winner wins it
0: uh, the winner
2: picks the spot the two other guys have to split
0: I, I, perfect that, that would work better for for my current finances i think <laughs> i know trev, trev has a finer taste which one hey do you charge have?
2: it charge it to the company I, andrew's we're all about it we're it's working. a someone
3: sponsor this <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cuts to us with Joe's vlogging. All right, we're here (laughs) at Quality Eats. Um, (laughs) uh, We'll figure that part out. All right, thank you, guys. Trevor, Jerry, appreciate it. BBD on the ones and twos. Jamalope, we miss you. We'll see you soon. And uh, you want
3: to take this one, Jerry?
2: Let's go, Mets. I don't know. What do we do?
1: Jake sucks. Jake sucks. Oh, uh, Jake sucks.
0: Same thing, really.
1: Um, one of the same. Uh,
0: same concept.
2: Did it.
1: Jake sucks.